Welcome to the Pilates Mom Podcast, where we will discuss all things Pilates, momming, and the ability to wear and balance all three hats of instructor, businesswoman, and parent. I've been teaching for over 20 years. I've studied um, several different bodywork modalities aside from my Pilates training. I'm the author of Smart Mom I Am, a book about pelvic health post-baby, written by a Pilates mom for moms. And you can find me at Jellyfish Pilates on Instagram. My Facebook page is Pilates with Renee, and my private Facebook group is Pilates Professionals. So please stay in touch, reach out after listening. I would love to hear from you and discuss... Um, or just hear your thoughts on any of these questions and topics that I'm going to toss out here today in this podcast. So today I want to talk about the great pause and how it has affected our industry. So the great pause, meaning the effects of the pandemic and being forced to close businesses, close our studios, not being able to teach in person, Um, all of the emotions surrounding those changes and how it's affecting not only our industry, but us as teachers, instructors, moms, and just individuals in general. The online frenzy, I like to refer to it as, um, as people I felt like instructors initially felt this need or panic to rush out and create some kind of online platform um, out of fear of needing a revenue stream. So we still had to make money. We still had to pay possibly studio rent and or just our bills at home, feed our children, etc. And just how that has changed things or how that felt for you? Did you offer Zoom classes right away? Did you offer free content? Um, Were you resistant to it? Um, I, for one, am very resistant to it. Um, I don't enjoy teaching over Zoom. I currently, for the last few years, my business model has not been even teaching groups. I've been teaching privates and smaller, you know, maybe semi-privates, So moving to an online platform where I was just trying to pump out group classes to make a little bit of money uh, just was not appealing to me. So not right or wrong, just my choice, my opinion. Um, So what does that do to our industry or to us as teachers and studio owners? So for a lot of us, it's a much greater audience. So that's one thing that is amazing and cool about it um, is we can now have students from all across the world, which is very uh, cool that we can reach so many people and affect their lives and get them moving. Um, It's another revenue stream. So whether we thought or you thought that it was going to be a temporary source of income just because we had to do something to fill the space and feel like we were still being proactive in our careers during the great pause. Um, And lastly, now it's for a lot of people become a new source of income. It's a new stream of revenue. And a lot of studios I'm seeing are just keeping their online platforms, their online schedules 
um, up and available. And it's just another chapter or piece or product of your business. Teaching online for, you know, most people, it feels much less personal, less magic, maybe less energetic exchange. Uh, The biggest thing that I don't like about the online is there's no hands on. I'm a huge fan of tactile cueing and hands on to help clients feel what I'm trying to get them to connect to, sometimes placement, not necessarily putting their bodies in a position, but using tactile cues to get them to feel what muscles I want them to engage, teaching them how to use their own hands. I always tell my clients, your hands are your best teacher when I'm not around or even just feel what's happening in their abdominal wall, for example, if they're able to maintain that abdominal connection or if they're popping and kind of losing that connection when they go into a leg lift or a longer lever extension with legs in an open chain, etc. So my first question here or thing to just throw out at you Pilates friends is what is your magic? So as I've just mentioned, I feel like my magic is in my hands and my eye for detail. And you can definitely still use your eye for detail doing video sessions. Um, I still kept seeing clients over the pause. I just chose to do so on a private basis. So clients that I already had in my city that wanted to continue moving from home, we set up private video sessions and it was very easy to see their bodies. It was also very easy for the most part because they're clients that I've worked with for years. So it was, I already knew what to anticipate as far as their corrections, their body, their alignment, their needs, their posture. I did acquire a few new clients over the pause and it was still um, beneficial to them to be doing, you know, learning Pilates over video for the first time. I could still definitely see them, but there were moments where I felt like I fell short because I wasn't able to put my hands on them. I wasn't in the same room with them. Um, You know, my personality or maybe little, you know, funny jokes or things that might just naturally flow in person was not really maybe coming across the same over video or through the screen. So what is your magic? What do you bring to the table as an instructor and as you? What do you bring to, whether it's in person or your video classes, what do you think one of your skills is as far as your magic, your passion, what really lights you up when you're with a client and they have that aha moment? What kind of feeds your soul and your inner teacher? Rates. So this is another big shift and change or topic in our industry. So what are you charging online? So let's just say you were charging $80 for a private in-person or $20 for a group class. Did you change those rates for your online platform? And this is something that I've actually shifted my thinking on greatly when 
I first started doing the privates online, I reduced my fee or my rate drastically because my logic or my thinking in that was simply that my clients did not have the studio, they did not have the reformers, the chairs, the Cadillacs, the barrels, all the little toys, they did not have my hands-on, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I basically cut my rates in half. I offered 30-minute sessions, 45-minute sessions, hourly sessions, but at an extremely reduced rate. So I regret that. And <laughs> moving forward, um, we are currently in lockdown right now. So my studio is closed, but it's hopefully only for a few weeks where I am located in Ontario. Um, but if this goes on for long, I would definitely change that. I would not do a drastic cut in my rate. I would keep my rates the same because at the end of the day, as a Pilates instructor, our product is really our time. Our time is our product. And in a certain extent, we are the product. So if I'm charging less to do an hour class on a social platform, it's not really beneficial to me, my business, my family. Um, I'm doing sometimes twice the work because by the time you set up the camera, the lights, uh, you know, decide what you're going to do, get everyone on the Zoom call, etc., it's sometimes more time consuming. So that's my opinion on rates. Would love to hear from you on that. Um, so just not shooting ourselves in the foot. If we are in a place of only being able to teach online, because what does that lead to then when our doors open again? So once you are able, if you chose to keep your studio, and if you are back in your studio now, let me know what's happening. Are the clients going to want to come back and pay that same full rate that they had not been pay paying over video sessions? You are your product. Your time is your product, and our time is worth the same amount of money, whether we are over camera or live in the studio. I also um, feel like clients, something they always say to me is that it's so different when I'm here with you. So I often will give my clients homework to do, especially my rehab clients, which I have quite a few of. And... When they're at home trying to do the exact same movements they were doing with me in the studio, they just feel like it's not the same. So as instructors, we're cueing so many things. We're cueing breath. We're cueing setup. We're cueing movement patterns. From there, we're giving imagery, corrections, direction. We're giving maybe tactile cues, reminders, all these things that pull the technique together as the art form that it is meant to be. Because I truly feel like movement, and especially in this Pilates technique, regardless of how you are trained, it is a technique. It is an art form, and it's, it's meant to feel good and be beautiful. So just on that note... Again, clients saying that it's so different when I'm with you. Um, I really hope that as a community, we really work towards the goal of getting back in person with our clients. 
if that's where your passion lies, if you've decided that staying online is your magic and that's where you want to be, that's awesome. Um, but I really hope that we can all get back to having functioning open studios and teaching in person again and having that energy in person with our clients and that exchange of energy and being able to relay our message and teach this craft and art form to its fullest potential. I also believe that we're all we where we are meant to be. So we are all where we are meant to be, whether we like it or not. So whether you were forced to close your studio, whether you chose to close your studio, um, whether you are back teaching now, whether you chose to just stay online and pursue that. Um, so where are you? Talk to me. Respond back afterwards through my DMs on Instagram. I'd love to hear about where you are at with all of this. If you had to close your studio, how did that feel? Did it feel like you were, you know, your firstborn child is being ripped out of your arms? Um, or, you know, I know I've heard from some people that it felt like a blessing. It felt like a relief, like a great burden was lifted and that brick and mortar, uh, you know, monthly rent, that burden of having a studio and a business and a separate location, it was almost just meant to be that it came to an end. The time was right and, you know, moving forward, there's no regret or sadness or remorse surrounding that. If you're having feelings of fear, fear financially, um, fear of getting stuff online or maybe just not liking it at all, um, ask yourself what brings you joy in your teaching? So stemming from that question of what is your magic? What do you bring to the table and what brings you joy? Why do you like teaching Pilates? Why did you start teaching Pilates? What is your magic? Um, Follow that internal voice and do what feels right for you in this time, in this pause, post-pause, depending on what city or country you're in. Um, And do what feels right and what brings you joy. Because if you're doing something that you're really forcing and you're really going against your instincts and you're not enjoying the process, you know, you click that zoom on and you're just like, oh, here we go again. Like that's going to be relayed through the screen. That energy is still going to be felt through the screen. You probably won't be producing your best work because you're not enjoying it. And I do fully appreciate and understand that some people, you know, had no choice but to do this because they had bills to pay. So that's, you know, that's totally understandable. But at the end of the day, if what you are trying to force or do because you feel like you're still just trying to um, pursue your Pilates career, if it's not feeling good, um, you know, that's going to come across in your product. So if it feels like shit, it's probably going to look like shit or maybe come across like that. So just keeping that in mind. Um, If you're not teaching and if you've been forced into this pause or downtime or maybe you've just reevaluated the whole thing and what you want to do, I like to know what are you doing with your time? How are you utilizing this time? 
I feel like the universe on some level, just trying to find the positive in all of this, the universe gave us this great pause. And even though it was forced and something that we did not want to do, the great pause for me in a lot of ways was almost like a gift, you know, being told to um, slow down, like reevaluate your schedule, reevaluate the rat race and everything that you were doing to try to keep up with studio schedule, clients, social media, posting, your kids, your kids' school, your kids' activities, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like the pause was a gift in a lot of ways. And I'd like to know what you are doing with your time or what you did do if you're now back teaching. And maybe just trying something completely unrelated to Pilates. So I know a lot of people, you know, jumped online to take workshops and courses, as did I. I paid for some courses through, um, I believe it's at Core to Core. All lovely information out there. I did some free classes. I'm following a lot more people now. Um, but what would it feel like to do something completely unrelated to your industry? And if you're listening to this right now and you're not a Pilates instructor, but you like Pilates and maybe you're a mom and you just wanted to listen, this can apply to everyone. So doing something, whether it's a workshop, a course, an online something, a new podcast, doing something that's maybe not related to what you do, and especially as Pilates instructors, I feel like we're always trying to you know, take that next workshop and learn that new piece of choreography and what can I do to be better and et cetera, et cetera again. So what are you doing with this time? What can you do that's not related to Pilates or maybe even another modality that's still industry related, still movement, body work related that can fuel your Pilates teaching, that can bring something else to the table uh, when you go back into the studio or when you return to teaching full time. So taking this time or the great pause to reset, renew, maybe repurpose yourself, your journey, your parenting, your business plan. Thank you so much for listening. Would love to hear from anyone that wants to reach out to any of these questions, comment. Again, please find me on Instagram at Jellyfish Pilates. Light and love, everybody.